Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Hey, Brad, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How is Addison doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? I guess I came in a little hot there, but uh, Did you? doing well. It's been a good weekend. We had a good end of last week. It a was. lot going on. A lot happened, uh, at least in my world, and I know some of it also happened in your world. But uh, yeah, things are good. How about you? Been doing good. Doing good. Yeah, we had a great end of the week at work. guess we might as well state what happened we had a cruise in car show i think we've mentioned it on here before but uh, had 50 entries this year which was pretty awesome the final count or is it roughly 50 Uh, roughly 50 sorry i haven't i haven't put all that together with about 2021 volunteers involved uh, which is a big deal made it go really smoothly had a great time people enjoyed it barbecue food dealership was here yeah. As well, they had their own booth, which was unique, but actually worked out, I think, pretty well. I think it worked well. Yeah. Give away a lot of uh, swag. Yeah, for oil changes. For your oil changes. Yeah, that was the uh, hot ticket. Everybody kept tricking the system. So I hope they're listening. Yes. Actually, they'll make it a little less easy to trick. Mm-hmm. But everybody was uh, gaming the system for free oil changes. They didn't care. I talked to them at the That's end, fair. and they didn't care. That's fair, too. But no, we had some pretty pretty cool rides. I mean, what were some of the notable things that you had there? I mean, we won't go through all the details, but... I think the, uh, was it a 27 electric vehicle, 1927? 1920 Morburn, I believe. Is it 20? There you go. Yeah. Some crazy old school electric vehicle that probably wasn't anything I'd owned, but definitely was something I've never seen before and probably never will again. Yeah. So that yeah, was The guy cool. drove it here and it had a crazy, I mean, you sat in the back of it, in the back seat is almost what it appeared. I didn't. When you were, when you were viewing him driving it around, <laughs> it was crazy. And the steering was just like a lever. It was wild. I have to say that yeah, I weird. can only imagine what it was like to drive the 14 miles that it, that he uh, had to traverse to be able to get here with it. But uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I think it was crazy. There was that uh, Supra TRD was pretty cool. I thought that yeah. was well, that was a cool uh, a cool car. Nineteen eighty one, I believe. Um, but was like the showroom take around to the shows was probably in the auto shows of the year. The international yeah, auto shows. It was shows. a flagship car of some sort. Yeah, it was basically their pre Supra Supra. How they were what they were going to release as the Supra. Before that was ever a thing. So it was had a, every possible bell and whistle that Toyota could think of thrown in. Roll cage. The guy that cool. had it or that family has driven it 270,000 miles. So I thought that was impressive as well. Yeah. It wasn't a, uh, you know, hidden in the corner of a, of a museum type car. Although it looked just as good. Yeah. Yeah. It looked really good. Then so we had a home cool. built hit and miss John Deere, uh, salt flat car, race car. Which I thought was pretty awesome. I think they were shooting for about 50 miles an hour on the salt flats. It just had a cool look to it. Yeah. It's not like it was super yeah, fast. Yeah, just a tub body fun. with a hit and miss John Deere engine. Yeah. But really well done. I mean, it was pretty. What about on the motorcycle side? I know that you brought a couple in. I thought there was a, a really cool 84 Husky 250MX there. And that was the one that you brought in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so, was uh, really cool. The 250XC was pretty cool. Um, no, there's some other, there's always, one of the guys we know, Cal, has got a pretty sweet Ducati. Yeah. He's had that a couple of years, but that thing's awesome. 
Daryl and his RZ three fifties. Two RZs a race in a street. Those yeah. are cool to see. And then uh, had a lot of dirt bikes and and dual sports out there, which is good to have. Right. Yeah. It was it was really cool. We had a really good turnout. A lot of fun. That was our Friday in essence, hanging out out there. But it was Could have been relatively a lot worse. low stress in comparison to years past. And yeah, that's true. With we had a the... lot of great volunteers, like yep. you said earlier. All the support was was nice this year. Made it easy. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. I know the day before, a handful of guys uh, and myself went dirt bike riding. Okay. Yeah, I heard a little bit about that. How'd that it go? Was, that was fun. It was. Uh, I had not been out to Ladee Flats. Okay. Just out near Estacada in Oregon. Um, not a ton of trail system. Only, I think it was 26 miles total if you did every inch of it. Now, is this the one that's past Estacada? Heading yes. towards Detroit yeah. Lake and... Uh, not Ripple quite that Ripple. far by any means, but no, no, but heading that direction. Yeah, just a few miles past Estacada. Yep, up the um, hill on the left. Yep, and it's uh, it's good enough. There's some cheap trails up there, and then a handful of basically dual track, you know, mm-hmm. quad trails that that are also sing- you know you can also have your dirt bikes on. Um, it was good trails, good smooth, you know, sweeper, basically curvy trails mm-hmm. with a few little what would normally be jumps. It was pretty wet and rainy, so uh, got sure. got fairly dicey when it came to really ripping on it around the corners and over the over the jumps but uh you know, on a dry day i could see it being a lot of fun yeah uh, nonetheless you know anytime you're out ripping on you know i've got a, a two stroke so anytime you're out ripping on the two stroke it's fun yeah so had a good time there got to uh really you know amp it up and get myself into trouble a little bit at the end mm-hmm. and uh you know it was kind of fun went had a good spill oh, it always happens when we call last spill. loop okay Right? At the end of the day, when you call, let's do one more, that's always when you go down. Yeah. Um, Ryan Bell will appreciate that. But uh, Showboating, huh? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. Well, just making sure you don't leave anything there, right? You got to take it all with you. Okay. Um, that's but, the closest you've ever been to my house, I have to say. And you didn't true. stop by and get some R&R. Nope. Disappointed. But, yeah, went down pretty good. Cruising at a good, you know, third gear in the pipe. Coming around the corners, kind of breaking loose, having fun until the bike broke loose a little too much. And Sure, okay, yeah. Went down hard. The bike ended up a good, you know, 15 yards further down the trail than I was. So I was moving at a good clip and, and kind of went down low-sided, yeah. real smooth, except that it was in the rocks. So kind of ground myself flat, belly flopped onto the rocks and kind of ground to a halt. But uh, it's probably about the closest thing I've gotten to a street takedown, so... I think and I have a better handle on what it would be like to go down on the street. On your right Not so handle bad. or your left handle? Uh, I was a, I went down on the left, somehow jammed my thumb on the right side. I don't really know side, what yeah. happened. It all happened pretty quickly, but uh, it's healing. Yeah, dang. Could have been worse. Yeah, I know was there was a couple gear. people that had some some spills and just uh, healing up from that. If it gets muddy out there, that's what happens. It gets slick and the rocks are all pretty dicey. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll, all's well. Could have been a lot worse. I was wearing full gear, so that makes it so that, you know, the impact and the, the effect of those falls are so much less. So. Sure. Similar to the street, right? It's always worth wearing your gear. That safety is well worth it. Yeah. For that one time you go down, right? It saves everything. So that was fun in the last week. Got to get out and do that. Okay. Yeah, that was the day before the show. So, yeah, between a Thursday of dirt bike ride and a Friday of a car show. You know, it was a pretty good week. Yeah, and then Saturday, you, you guys went out and you did something fun as well as a family and with some friends. Yeah, Saturday got to go out to the uh, the Clark County Fair. Sweet. And they do a few events. You know, Thursday, uh, 
guess it's between Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they do the uh, a mix between D- Demolition Derby, uh, Tough Moto type thing. They're calling it, what is it, Moto Tough Extreme or something. They've got some new gimmicky name that's a, a version of kind of enduro, not enduro, but uh, Trials and Motocross mixed into one. Okay. Uh, we didn't watch that, but on Saturday we saw the, the Tough Trucks. Okay, yeah. There's a yeah. bunch of guys, and there's, you know, there's the... Uh, the open class, which is pre-runners and technically street-legal trucks that are pretty well-built. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the stock class, which is guys that are showing up with more or less auction vehicles that they just demolish along the course. So, a lot of <laughs> fun to watch wild. these, you know, bone stock Durangos headed at full, pay, you know, full full throttle yeah. through these bumps that turn into jumps when you're hitting it that hard. So, were any of these Gambler 500 rigs that were just on their last whim and they didn't care now? I imagine they were. There was nothing that was clearly that way, but... Oh, I'm none sure. of them were marked Gambler no. 500? Okay, okay. A lot of them are sponsored by local business and painting companies and construction companies and used car dealerships will help sponsor these cars. Sure. It's probably just employees of said businesses that, yeah. uh, you know, get a few bucks to buy a terrible vehicle that they don't care if they you know drive home with or not right um but it's a lot of fun to go watch kids love it it's fun to watch them go and wreck themselves and be stupid and and have fun got a little bit a uh, little bit dangerous at the end and i would actually wager not due to the slickness of the course but actually due to the safety crew uh really? for the event was getting a little dangerous in the way they were stopping people from getting too wild what you know, uh- people finished the course and tried to showboat a little bit they were basically just ramming into them with their forklifts. What? Which, uh, you know, it was a little dangerous if you ask me. Really? The liability of what they were doing was pretty harsh, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's somewhere in the rules you couldn't, once you finish, you needed to exit, but it, a little harsh to actually hit these vehicles because a couple of them, right, would finish perfectly clean and no dents, no, no scrapes until, you know, they got plowed into head on and. The radiator blue and white smoke everywhere. What? And you're just kind of confused why you would do that. I'm going to have to find some YouTube videos. Yeah, I've kind of looked at it. Nothing up yet. There's videos of people running the course. In fact, one of the guys, the biggest, the biggest wreckage of the night was a guy that uh, basically flipped his, uh, his Cherokee over, his Cherokee Sport. Doing really well, too. The thing was awesome, but got a little, a little too wild in the whoops and flung it, you know, head over heels. But he was wearing a GoPro on his helmet, so you got inside cam of that. So that's a pretty cool video. Wow. If anyone wants to check it out. Just yeah. Clark County Tough Trucks. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but it was fun. Had a good time. Got to go do that with the family. See all the animals. You know, the, the other fair stuff we did before. Sure. See the animals hanging out. There's the bug exhibit. Got to eat some crickets. You got to eat some crickets? Yeah, were me they and the chocolate kids. Covered? No, they were barbecue flavored. Really? Dried barbecue flavored crickets. Wow. And then uh, hold the tarantula. My little uh, four-year-old decided she wanted to hold the tarantula. So really? That was pretty cool because yeah. both of her hands together were still smaller than the tarantula. So the dude was kind of helping her keep it contained because it could have jumped off of her easy. She didn't have much of a platform on her hands yeah. for the tarantula. But it was it was cool to watch. Uh, the kids had a good time. Got to see and do a bunch of stuff. Kind of at the end, it started raining, but we got food tucked under the stadium, waited for the show, and... Watched the show, went home. It was worked out perfect. Sweet. It's a good Saturday, and then Sunday was just recoup, man. After three days of dirt bike riding, auto show all, you know, not auto show, but a, a cruise in all day, and then fair all the next day. I was pretty tired, so Sunday yeah. I kind of lounged around, took a nap, enjoyed my Sunday, went to church, you know, kind of just took it easy. Yeah, it's understandable. 
But yeah, how about you, man? Yeah, so uh, Saturday, spent a little bit of time working on the Xterra, just slowly peeling that away. Haven't been able to dedicate a bunch of time towards it, but we've got a second rig, or a third rig, I guess, and so just going out there and tinkering, getting really close to being able to have the heads off and take them in to, to get some valve work done. And Nice. And then Sunday, had a big uh, barbecue and a community event at the church, and so helped barbecue and set that up and... Just had a good kind of laid back weekend with the family and yeah, I looked at the motorcycle a couple times that I wish I could be working on and riding this year and it's just not going to happen. You'll so, have all winter. Uh, that's what I thought was going to happen last winter, so it's huh. got to happen this time. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. No, it doesn't sound too bad. And uh, I guess before we get into the meat of what we want to talk about today, oh. got a couple of submissions for names. Oh, so you're not solo on this. I may cheat the system. One of them's really good. Uh, from K, uh, was it Stan? Stan Erickson, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, they'll know. Hopefully, they'll listen. Obviously, they do. If they sent the the invite, that shout out there, sending a pretty good one. Oh. It was the eighty-tude. Eighty-tude. Because it's an eighty-two. I thought that was pretty good. Okay. So we may just, you know, if we don't get a lot of other ones, I might just pull that one by default and cheat the system. Eighty-tuded. I don't know. That's not the same thing. No, the 82 was pretty good. I was impressed with that one. So <laughs> getting some good submissions. If you think you got a better one, send it in. Obviously, slackermoto.com. You can reach us there and and go ahead and submit uh, an email to us. You can always find us on the Slacker Moto Radio Facebook page and anywhere else you can find us, Patreon and all that. You can find us and submit your uh, your name for the bike. I think it's great that we got one submission, but you said a couple yeah. at the beginning of that statement. What was the other one? Red Randy. We just got the two so far. Okay. Okay. But uh, by default, I think it's got to be Red Randy. No, so far. I you're going to have to. You're going to have to have more votes. So far, there's a fifty-fifty chance here. So submit some other names. <sighs> high. Yeah. To uh, try to cut out that crappy name that Brad created. But you put uh, me on the spot. That's all I got to say. I did not. I think yes, you, cre- you did. You made it up on your own on our road no, trip. You episode. said you gave me a countdown, and I came up with a name by the end of that countdown. I guess that's true. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If only there was some way to go back into the archives and find out. Maybe we'll learn how to do that someday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely let us know uh, your name submission as well as, of course, anything you want to throw our way, questions or comments-wise. Can people see what this looks like? Do they you have can. this posted? No, I don't know how to do. I'll put it up on the Patreon yeah, page. Yeah, come a, on. you got to know the character of invite. it. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. I'll I post think that if you did Patreon, it through that or Instagram, Instagram, you'd get a... A wild assortment, I bet. Now, you can. Yeah, if you check out the Slacker Moto Instagram, you'll see a number of pictures of the bike. Okay, but you could broadcast it out there. I'm, I guess I'm making a suggestion that I could do offline. If you really want to get more. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, for the name? Yeah. That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, we can throw yeah. it there. I don't know why I'm helping you. No, that's a good idea. I like it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we'll make sure we get more names so that we don't pick that garbage one. Um, otherwise, one of the things I want to talk about today Oh. is... Uh, Last weekend, I guess it was last week, it was Wednesday. Yeah, I guess we're still talking about our weeks, see? Yeah. We're not ready to get in the meat of it. I took the took a day off and went to the library with the kids, amongst other things. Okay. Got some work done on the bike and, and got things polished and cleaned up on the dirt bike. and mm-hmm. Anyway, a bunch of little things done, but went to the library with the family and ended up picking out books because, of course, the kids are picking out whatever they're into, Legos and princesses and whatever else between, right. between the kids. But uh, grabbed a couple of motorcycle choices? books. Well, yeah. 
First one was Lego, second princess, and then these motorcycle books. Okay. Um, but I ended up grabbing a book called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Okay. And that's by a guy, Robert M. Piercig. Yes. And it's a pretty sure. well-known book. Okay. Apparently. Apparently it was bestseller list for a while. So it's a pretty cool book. Did you just find this on a whim or did you research I, it and look for it? I have heard of this book a number of times. Um, so thought, you know, something as since we're there and we're all checking out books, I should get one as well. Yeah. Uh, kind of started, I won't get into anything about it just because I think it would make more sense when I finish the book to talk about it. Oh, but you've been reading it, but I've been reading it, been okay. getting going on it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the thoughts I've got just as our main topic today, um, or somewhat related, but, uh, anyone that wants to go along here in a few weeks, just, I recommend the book so far. It's been okay. really good. Uh, both to Brad and anyone listening. Uh, but you know, if you want to read along, we'll talk about that probably here in, uh, let's be honest, I'm not a fast reader, a month and a half, I imagine it'll be, but give everybody plenty of time to find the book, rent it or buy it Mm -hmm. and read along if you haven't already, but that'll be probably our topic here in a few weeks. Yep. Join our book club. Yeah. That's basically what I'm, what I'm creating here is a book club, (laughs) but, uh, I think this is uh, relevant. This is cool. I want to So far it's good. I like this. I've read a few books. I've read Jupiter, uh, Jupiter travels and a couple of other motorcycle books. Sure. Maybe we could start kind of a, a section once a month or once every so often. Once a quarter seems more our pace for reading a motorcycle book. But every once in a while we can do a little book review. Okay. But uh, just letting everybody know, I've got that going on on my to-dos. So. Is, there a lot of, is there a lot of pictures? Almost none. In I fact, I haven't seen one it. yet. Really? Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I know. It's one of those hard books that, that has words and stuff. <laughs> I don't know those things. <laughs> it's what we would call a chapter book in quotations oh. okay no cool yeah looking forward to hearing about it or reading it i need 400 to it pages or so so it's not a small book mm-hmm. in my 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 statistic of small book is anything smaller than 20 pages so oh yeah i know there's people here and that are listening that read giant books all the time that to me are phenomenally large this yeah. being one of them but 200 page books seem to go fairly quickly i like those you ones. must read more than i do i'm just saying but it's nice. It's actually been fun to just sit down and read about motorcycles, basically. Yeah. And, and it's more, there's more to it than just motorcycles, which is what I like about it. But uh, it's a very interesting book regarding kind of philosophy and motorcycles. So it's really? it's cool. I actually am really into it so far. Okay. But the question I want to ask that was kind of sparked by this reading and what I've been thinking about really for the last three or four days as I've read it is, Brad, what's the longest trip you've ever been on motorcycle-wise? This is going to sound horrible, but I'd have to say probably about 300 miles. Okay. Time-wise, what was that? One day? Yeah. Just a 300-mile day? Yeah. Okay. And that's not horrible. I mean, there's... That was on the ZX-6R, so it felt like a horrible trip. When you're not used to riding a a crotch rocket of any sort. That's fair. call it that, so... That's fair. But, uh, you know, there might be... We probably have listeners that may or may not have ever, you know... Done more than that. Might just be commuting on their bikes. We don't know. Last week we talked about people taking fifteen hundred mile days or going on fifteen. Yep, we did talk about rides. the iron butts last week and yeah, and those long days and what eleven thousand mile weeks. Yeah, but uh, was it no thirteen thousand miles in eleven days? I think was the something like that. Anyway, right. the uh, the next question I would have is, uh, and it may not come into play so much with that bike, but. On a car, well, maybe I'll save my next question. In a car, what's the longest trip you've done? Mm. Of just driving, like straight up, 
I mean, it's one thing to go somewhere. I can't remember. It's, it was like weeks. a four four day drive in a super slow fire truck for wildland firefighting. Okay. So I don't. I can't remember the miles. Now, were you driving uh, or just riding on. in? Off and on. Okay. Now I I know you and I are similar, and we yeah. both like road trips. Yep. Whether that be by car or by bike, we both like to be behind the wheel and just seeing the open road. What? Did, uh, how long does it take you? I've been thinking about this a lot lately, beyond just reading this book as well. But how long does it take you when you're in a car or a bike? Uh, we'll talk about the differences as we get into it, but how long does it take you to really get in that feeling of, I'm not just driving home from work, or I'm not just driving to this place to meet friends, oh. but I feel like right now I'm on a road trip. Okay. What is that? Whether it's time or miles, I don't really care. Is there like a point in that that generally you're like, maybe you're not really on a road trip, but you get that feeling for a minute and you're like, man, I, in 20 minutes, I'm going to be where I need to be. But I want to go on a road trip now because this feels like it. Do you ever get that? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be anything over an hour and a half to two hours. It starts. I start getting into that road trip uh, mindset to some extent, and I think that a lot of that is due to my commute's pretty long. So it's got to be that's fair. My my normal commute being forty minutes or so. It's got to be more than that because that just feels like normal drives, and then. Uh, growing up, we were we lived 130 miles from nowhere, so 130 miles was kind of a road trip. wasn't I don't know. I guess it depends on what you want to consider a road trip. To some extent, you know, 130 miles was for us to be able to get somewhere, but we were we would have plenty of time to do something while we were there. I don't know if you get into like it almost needs to be five hours, and then you start feeling like you're on a on a big road trip. I mean, are there any triggers for you? You know, like certain times of day that suddenly it just feels like you're in that. I'm in, I want a road trip or I am road tripping mode. I don't know. Is this a thing for you? This may not even be a thing. This yeah. may just be me. So I, that's why I'm I asking. guess I haven't ever thought of it that way, but I'd say the biggest trigger for me is a new environment, a new road with new scenery and the time okay. frame for that could be shorter. It could okay. be an hour. And I would feel like I'm on a road trip, or maybe it's maybe more than an hour, but shorter distance. So it could be me going out into the hills and adventuring on some logging roads or old, uh, just gravel roads out in the, out in the woods around Mount Hood or Estacada even. I mean, that could turn into a road trip of sorts. I guess it just depends. You've kind of left it wide open. So explain yeah. to me now then what your what your thought process is on this. Well, I, it happens to me randomly throughout driving. I'll I'll hit the road and and my wife will oh, if she listens to this one she'll she'll know what I'm talking about because I'll bring it up instantly. I'll be like, we need a road trip because that that feeling hits and it's usually on my day to day or average once a month or however often it hits me. Isn't that I'm on a road trip, but just I get that feeling of like. I'm on the open road, and I just yeah. want to be on the open road. Like, I'm in the zone, kind of to the point of the the title of the book I'm reading, Zen in the Art, right? A motorcycle. Like, I get in that Zen mode of, like, I could just go for days. Like, in this feeling I have at that moment, okay. I could just keep driving and never stop. Sure. Right? If this had an infinite tank of gas, yeah. I'd just keep going. Okay. Until I hit something cool that made me want to stop. And I wouldn't have that planned. It would just... I'd look over and see, I want to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, most most recently was actually coming back from dirt bike riding. I really hadn't been down in the Estacada area all that much. Yeah. And to get home quickly, I just pumped it in the GPS and made my route over to, to 205, basically, from there. Sure. 
uh, in whatever direction it had. And it was kind of going through some twisties and some some basic roads. And granted, I'm in the truck with a dirt bike in the back. But, it, you know, it's it's often hits me in that dusk and dawn moments. Ooh. In those low light moments for something. Because I think that's because when I do a road trip, I leave early. Prior to sunup. Sure, up. yeah. And so that fresh, cool morning air makes me feel like, hey, we're going to go. Yeah. And I'm just going to drive forever until I get till night falls and I need sleep. I will be driving. Yeah. And so I get that feeling wherever I'm going. If I'm just going to the Dalles or somewhere that's really not that far, mm-hmm. but a, more than 30, 40 minutes, then I'll feel it. And it just makes me want a road trip. And coming home that evening, just because it was kind of that dusk time, wasn't quite dark, wasn't quite light. It just, it was raining a little bit, but it still just kind of made me feel like I just wanted to keep driving forever. Okay. I could drive through the night, and this is one of those nights that I could just road trip forever. And really, you know, I was going, what, 40 minutes home. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I was that far away from home. But uh, but it hit. And on the bike, it's a similar thing, that I'll be riding, and it's just something, I, a smell of alfalfa. Or, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly a cool breeze on a hot day that hits from some weird cold front or, or some breeze off of the river that hits me while I'm going down Marine Drive on my commute. Yeah. Just something hits that feels freeing and open road and feels like freedom on the bike. And it just makes me feel like I could just keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. Why am I going to turn and head the direction home? I could just shoot all the way to the coast, go all the way north, wherever I want to go at that point. Like the world is open. Sure. You know, chasing that kind of open road dream that, that, you know, you see a lot of these adventurers do. And, and I don't, so far in the book, nothing's really talking about these long, multi-year, multi-day, crazy adventures. Um, but, you know, going back, I've read Jupiter's Travels, which is about uh, Ted Simon and his trips around the world. Sure. His trip around the world. I know he's done multiple trips, but this is about that big full world trip. And, you know, and he's just kind of that, that feeling of adventure of like, I could just go and just keep going and hit up everywhere I want to go in this one tri- trip. Okay. I'm in that mood and I get, whether I'm prepared or not, it'll all work out. Right. Sure. I don't know. Is that something you get in these moments? Uh, you know, I could see that a little bit. I really enjoy driving. I, I can I can relate with you there. And I could see an early morning start being something that would spark that feeling. Because that's, in essence, what I, I'm sure a lot of people do. But it's the same for us when we go over to the coast or we go sure. growing up when we would go over to Central Oregon and, and spend the day over there. And so... Um, I, I don't, I just, we haven't gone on a ton of road trips, but the, I'd say that most of them are relatively short. I think in my mind, I typically think of a road trip being multiple days okay. and not so much a single day adventure. So if it takes stopping somewhere at a hotel or camping in between where I'm at and where I'm going, I now think it's a road trip. I'd say that that would typically be something that uh, quantifies it for me. But as far as having the euphoria of a road trip, uh, it comes across occasionally. It's something something fun. But I like to have some scenery along the way. I really don't like doing it on a freeway. I'd rather be on some back roads and see some areas that... Uh, you don't typically see if you're just trying to get somewhere as quick as possible. Now, I'll give you that. I don't think I've ever had that feeling on a traffic highway, right? I, I think I have on a, on 205. You know, I, I can be going down the highway and still have that feeling when it's open road and there, I can just set the cruise and if I need to weave around, right, change lanes and get around slow traffic or let faster traffic go around. 
I'll still feel it. But you're right. If there's traffic or if there's anything that feels city-like, uh, you know, it, it suddenly doesn't feel road trippy. However, I will say this. On Thursday coming home, one of my historic road trips that I've done more times than I can count is here to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've done that both when I was going to school out in that area as well as when I was a kid. And, and basically since I, since forever, I can remember and I could probably fall asleep and still get to Salt Lake City on autopilot without any question at all. Scary. But yeah, it is. <laughs> it is how, how second nature that trip is to me is scary. But going through Boise is always something I remember as this sucky middle ground where you hit the city. But you just sit in the fast lane or close to it, right? If mm-hmm. somebody's going faster, you move and let them by. But you sit there and you watch the hustle bustle of those, at least for me. I'm driving. Yeah. And this is what I see, right? In the, in the right side of my eyes, I see the hustle bustle of people jumping in on exit, jumping out the next exit, right? Those that live there that are just using the freeway as a means of getting from one point A to point B in their city. Right, right. Whereas, you know, myself, the trucks, and all those people I feel like are just on the open road with me. Yeah. Or just gonna burn right through it and make yeah. sure we don't we got gas before because we're not stopping right related but unrelated would you rather drive through boise or portland well so this is what i'm saying on thursday coming back it was just that you know it was thursday at dusk so okay. it wasn't you know it wasn't busy there was no traffic that kept me super slow however right now on 205 there's a lot of traffic so yeah. it wasn't like we were cruising um but i i sat in the left lane because uh, I was going, ironically, faster than everyone, even in my truck, which made no sense at the time. But I, I was in that euphoria from driving up from from Estacada to where I felt like I was on a road trip. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing 205 in a different world, where I am seeing people get off on Foster, get on the freeway on Foster, immediately pull off on Powell. Yeah. Take one exit, jump the other. I'm watching these guys to the right of me, the guys and girls, just used Portland to get from point A to point B in the city where I'm crossing the bridge and going to the next state. Yeah. Technically, you know, I put that in quotes for those that can't see my hand gestures, which is everyone. Yeah. But you know, I'm not really going that far, but I can see on two or five, these people just using it as a means of hopping on and off. And it, for that moment on Thursday felt very road trippy okay. to where I, this feels like me going through Boise and watching the locals quote unquote, go in and out of the freeway while I'm just hauling through it and have nothing to do with it. Because I'm just here passing through. Because typically you're the one that's trying I to jump. I am the jump. one jumping in and out. Yeah. And so it was very strange because I started a little, you know, further south in that Oregon City side yep. of things. Further south than usual. Um, nonetheless, it wasn't like I was, you know, started prior to the Portland traffic. I came in right in the right in the heart of it, but the southern portion, Mm -hmm. but was driving all the way through. And, you know, by the time I hit the bridge, it all fell apart because I got back in, okay, this is go home mode. Yeah. That became my normal commute to your point. Right now it's part of what I normally do and doesn't feel like a road trip. Mm -hmm. But for that first even 15 miles of I-205, it was a very weird feeling of watching kind of the glitter of the lights coming on because it was just dusk and, you know, the headlights and taillights are there, but they're not blaring in my mirror because it's not really right that dark outside and it's just that feeling of everything coming together and feeling like i was road tripping through my own city really yeah, which is really yeah. cool that, that's, i mean granted i was started reading the book prior to that so i'm sure that had something to do with bringing that feeling closer to the surface sure but uh, this is what as i'm going and i know this really right now isn't even the point of the book so far <laughs> but it's really made me feel like think about this and this life of, of road tripping on a motorcycle. Granted, it happens, this was in the truck, so it happens in any vehicle for me, but 
But that's kind of one of the things I think about it. And, and you know, we do our Slacker Moto ride every year. Yeah. And to your point, it is a multi-day ride for that reason. Yeah. If we just do a weekend shot, it feels like kind of a weekend warrior bus. We're going somewhere. We're screaming there. We're going to have a riot of a good mm-hmm. time. And we're going to scream home. Yeah. Right. We're getting there. We're doing what we're doing. And we're getting home. But on those these trips we do, we have a plan per se. But every night it's adjusted and changed. And halfway through the day, little stops are decided on because it's a road trip we're just seeing what we feel like seeing we're gonna go in with the flow and we're Mm -hmm. letting the zen quote unquote of of uh of the moment kind of take over okay um and i I don't know i think that's something that's really important i think that that's kind of one of the reasons i want to talk about it is is for me at least personally i'm not saying it's important for everyone but for me personally that is something that really drives me and is a big part of my life yeah. And I was curious in your life how that sat with you, whether that's something that that you more or less find a need for. I do. It, it's kind of freeing to be able to get away from your normal routines and be able to step outside mm-hmm. of that routine and go, okay, you kind of have a plan to the point of your Sakamoto trips, but anything can happen. And on a whim, we, we'll stop and just okay, well, let's go check out this dam or let's go to this park and have lunch. or And it had nothing to do with the final outcome of even going from the Portland area to eastern Oregon. We get that for a road trip kind of mentality, even though sure. it's a single-day trip. But it's long enough, and we decided that that day is going to be dedicated just to driving over. And when we get there, we get there, and there's no concerns. So I can definitely relate to that. Now, out of curiosity, some of the trip that you took coming back from Estacada was also the same roads that we took when we went to Mount Angel with yes. Noisy Dave. Did you yes. recognize that on I did. the trip? Okay. Well, even getting there, recognize a lot of it because we went a little different way through, uh, oh, not through 223rd, but uh, kind of a different way up there. But okay. when we popped into, what is it, 224, I think it is, 214, anyway. 212. 212 maybe anyway oh there's a number of little highways there that i i'm that is not again not my stomping grounds out there so i don't yeah. really know it all that well but uh popping in and out of the highways that there was a few points that yeah i very much recognized as we we just did this almost exactly a year ago yeah i mean yeah. in fact i think it popped up recently on my uh facebook or instagram some pictures from that trip i think that was about one year ago this that would week. make sense. It was really nice out, not yep. a lot of weather. It was it was probably about this time frame. I could see that. It was right about a year ago that we went and did that trip and made me think maybe that also helped with the feeling that we need to go right. do Right. Well, that's like why that. I was curious. Do okay, on that note, if you go on a route that was used for a road trip, do you start getting that feeling immediately? Or very quickly? I think it definitely brings it to the surface much quicker. Yes. Okay. I think okay. that's, that's similar. I mean, for example, what is it, four years ago now, the very first Slacker Moto ride when I very first got my bike went with uh, Anthony and his brother, and we went down to the Redwoods. Okay. We did a three-day run. Sure. Basically, this was, you know, well, let's be honest, it was two and a quarter days because we left after work. Sure. And we hauled down to California, did the Redwoods, stopped, you know, all the way down to Fort Bragg. Back up as far as we could make it that night, camped at the first campground we could find when it got dark, and then shot home from there the next day. Right. Um, and we had a, a really good time, and I ended up 
because it was so fun, but because we also hit it so fast on the bikes because we only had three days. Right. I ended up going back for a full week with the family. Yeah. Over spring break. Yeah. Um, the next year, two years later. All of them piled on the motorcycle later. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a sidecar on each side. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we went back and did that and it, it did very much. Yeah. I mean, it, granted, that being said, a multi day trip with a family would have felt like a road trip anyway. Sure. But it did instantly, just knowing I was road tripping because, I mean, I guess that's fair. When you're going on a trip like that, you know you're road tripping when you leave the house. And you leave early, right? right? So it's kind of that. But there's a certain feeling associated with that. And what there you're is. saying is you're relating a normal drive, potentially. So I didn't get what you were going, uh, what you were trying to hint at earlier, is when do you have that feeling? Yes, when do you and feel you probably like stated that exactly, tripping. but you're not on a road trip. Correct. And you have that feeling. Well, yeah. you are. I mean, obviously, my initial questions to you were, were gauged at, you know, how do you feel like, when, when on your road trip do you feel like you're in go mode yeah right i'm gonna drive and i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna do whatever mm-hmm. and this is gonna be like the goofy movie where i have a map and i pick whatever i want to look at along the way right right is there a lot of cheese whiz a lot of cheese whiz alphabet yep. soup yep okay yeah it's the leaning tower of cheese uh a little <laughs> poly shore reference there <laughs> but uh you know it, my question was originally geared at that you know when do you feel like you've gotten through that open road song and you're pissed off about being on the road like max yeah and now you're ready to go see the biggest ball of yarn and the you know the possum park lester's possum park right for me it's just a matter of you know there's some intentionality for us most of the time when we're going to do a road trip and there's planning and there's packing and i feel it as soon as we head out the door and we're getting fuel right as far as on the day of a road trip the fuel stop the initial kickoff fuel stop is a great comment yeah i think there's something to that Mm -hmm. whether it's fuel or breakfast that initial like yes here's our official kickoff moment we got out of the house we got on the road and now we're filling up our first full tank of gas to go that's a good one i like that yeah because it would happen even on a motorcycle it would happen yes i agree with this 100 Mm percent that that is a, a pivotal feeling for it you said something earlier as well uh, and I was going to point it out, and I can't remember what it was, but you said a similar moment of kind of doing that where it, it feels that way because you're seeing kind of those places you haven't seen before. Right. Um, you know, that also kicks it in, but but sometimes I don't know that that's as prominent for me. Yeah. That just because I'm somewhere new, it doesn't necessarily feel immediately like... I would say that those times of, of going through an area that you haven't seen before that is scenic, I think... Um, heightens the awareness but more importantly it's it's something that i value on a road trip that's right. as opposed to okay. the destination getting there is half the fun for me i would say oh yeah because i'm if also a driver a rider i enjoy that experience i don't want to be on a straight road right i want to be in some areas where it doesn't have to be really technical but I'm doing something. I'm turning through the corners. I get to kind of maybe not have fun, but I am having fun driving and knowing that uh, I'm seeing how hard I can push it without making my wife sick and for us not to be squealing the tires. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's limits there, yeah. right? But, uh, but yeah, that's an interesting – I'm going to no. – you know what the problem with all of this is – that I'm going to start thinking about this. Yes, that's my good. awareness is going to increase yes, this is for good. the better or worse. I'm not I, sure. I hope for everyone listening that that's exactly what happens because I, for me, I may maybe you hate road trips and I'm ruining your life here, but for me, it makes wherever I'm at, like coming home Thursday, I was like, crap, I'm getting home a little later. Yeah, 
oh, it's kind of late. Long I'm freaking drive. exhausted. Yeah. I went down hard on the bike. I'm yeah. feeling it. Nonetheless, for that like 30 minute gap of the first half hour, once I hit my normal roads, like I said, it kind of died off and the euphoria killed. But that first half hour, I was like, this is great. I can just do this all day. Screw the fact that my hand hurts and my shoulder hurts and I can just keep going. Now, in the like, past, awesome. I would suggest in a car that there was always a CD that I burned. For a trip, right, you made a music mix, you were listening to music, it was something that kind of set it off as well, it kind of set the mood. I, I don't know if we do that as much anymore, but I would say that if I do something like that now, having done that so many times growing up, I used to travel to Ontario, Oregon for orthodontics appointments for my braces, frequently, okay. right, once a month I would go over there, and that was kind of my road trip. While I was still in school, I'd take a day off and I'd drive over there by myself and get go to my appointment. Music, car was okay. clean, windows clean in the car, right? All of these things added to that. So you brought up a point that, that I wanted to ask. Do you find this feeling more prevalent solo or with a car full of people? I think the onset would be quicker solo. I agree with you. Yeah. And I, to me, a road trip is very different. Depending on who's in the car, too. Right. There's a family trip that is a very different piece and happiness. Yes. To be yes. hanging out with the family. But it's not quite so like, I'm going to put on my music, and I'm going to hit the road, and I'm going to disappear into this mental location yes. that I love. Yes. It is less that way because now it's, you know, the kids want their music, and my wife wants her music. Communicating. And there's nothing wrong with and this. socializing. And yeah, there's nothing wrong. But zoning out on the road yeah. is something to me that, and zoning out's the wrong word because that implies that I'm not driving. Zeroing in. But focusing solely on driving. That's exactly what okay, it is. It's, yeah. it's not that I'm zoning out. I am just literally ignoring everything but the environment around me mm-hmm. in the road. And doing it and having that opportunity to do that is something that is just very peaceful and therapeutic for me. And you know, and sometimes that gets me in trouble when the family's in the car. Even just a short trip to Beaverton to visit family or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Sometimes I, I want to just have the music on and zone out and drive. Yeah. And usually that's not what the rest of the family wants to do. Yeah. And that, you know, with five people, that makes sense. That not yeah. everyone wants to do that. But it's, you know, it's something that sometimes <laughs> gets me in trouble there because I just am in drive mode. Um, but I will now the follow up to that, whether it's easier to get into that kind of therapeutic zone solo or with people. Do you find yourself, and I realize this year has not been a good year for it, Yeah. but do you find it any different, that feeling, or how you receive that feeling, or what happens to get it, or how often you get it different between bike and car? Well, immediately, I, I don't ride too up, or at least not right now. So I'm already kind of getting into that onset, as we were talking a second ago, about being alone and getting on the road. So even some of our lunch rides, I've had that feeling where we're out there. Uh, but you're riding, usually we're riding, there's other people, but there's no communication. There's no um, expectation of your involvement in what they're feeling, right, during that trip. So I think that kind of allows me to get that onset of a road trip um, now mindset. I realize that I'm leading the witness. Yes. But... Is it something that you can create internally on the bike versus the car? And I only ask because for me it is, and I'll explain after you answer. Okay, so for me, I get that feeling. And I think that I get the road trip feeling on a motorcycle uh, 
so quickly, even though it's um, it's false, because I'm usually just commuting yep. into work or I whatever. But because I have a driver or rider mindset and I care more about the experience while I'm riding, the road, the curves, how I'm going through the curves. I like driving a manual transmission. So on a, on a motorcycle, sure. I have that same mindset. I like to have the feedback from the road and from the corner and from the environment and me manipulating it for whatever reason, um, I think brings that on and is what I enjoy. Because I enjoy to drive or ride a motorcycle or and have control over everything that's going on in that moment. I agree. Um, that was one of the things when I first got my Scrambler. Okay. That was one of the first things I noticed. And I, I didn't get too much learning to ride or getting learning to ride. I knew how to ride. Getting comfortable riding on the streets. That's mm-hmm. probably a better way to say it because I knew the... The mechanics of it, I just wasn't as comfortable as I should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first few months as I got more and more comfortable. But once I was just on the freeway and I'd take the Bridge of the Gods home or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. it was almost every time I got on the saddle to ride, I could feel that feeling. Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with just the different... I mean, when you're in a cage, when you're in a car, um, you know, you kind of see things through the windshield or mm-hmm. through the window. There's, there's pillars and bars and, and a cage behind, yeah. around you, right? But when you're on the bike, it, it, you're there. You're in it. You smell the grass. You, there's no filter between you and these smells. There's mm-hmm. no, for better or worse, right? Whether it's skunk, the sanitation facility, or alfalfa, right? There's no filter between that, and it comes immediately to you when you're passing that location. Yeah, you get a sensory overload, but at the same time, it's very meditative, right? So you're having yes. to be very focused on what's going on around you, and you're zoning out all of the things that don't matter in that moment. Correct. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about spilt milk. I'm not, you know, it's just yep. what's in front of me. Not worried about the radio station or what song is on or right. whether it's a commercial. And I enjoy that. I mean, you've seen my pickup, and I know it's not a yep. motorcycle, but there's no radio in it. There's yep. something to be said about just feeling the drive in the environment. Yep. No, I hear you. And so that was one thing that I feel like now when I'm riding because I've commuted enough on motorcycle, it's not something that I get every day. Mm-hmm. And the amount of traffic in front of me changes my ability to enjoy that. Sure. You know, based on there, whether it's still more fun to ride than drive any day. Yeah. But yeah. that euphoric road trip freedom feeling, because I think that's the feeling we're talking about. The road trip feeling is what I'm calling it. But it, to me, it's that freedom of the road. Yeah. That freedom to just disappear, mm-hmm. to go wherever the wind takes you. Right. Right. Now, you and I are both very family oriented, so that's yeah. not what we do. We don't just disappear every day. <laughs> yeah. But the opportunity to do that and that freedom that having a vehicle that runs and that you understand. So if something goes wrong, you can work on, mm-hmm. right? That, that freedom is something very real. Um, and so, you know, I, it is something that if there's ever not heavy traffic, I'll even say in light traffic, it's fully possible that I can almost artificially create that feeling by just taking a second kind of that meditative deep breath, you know, while I'm riding and looking around for a minute and just the river is beautiful and the trees and just look up at Mount hood Mm -hmm. and just kind of look around for a minute and stop zoning in on my lane and the cars for, Mm -hmm. you know, so tunnel Mm visiony, right? Cause when you're in the car and there's any traffic, you got to, you got to pay attention to every car and every move they make and you just can't enjoy the environment as much. But I would suggest that you've called it a road trip feeling, 
But I would suggest that you don't have to have it just on a motorcycle or a car. I know that's kind of deterring away from this podcast and its meaning, but even when I would run a lot or when I would ride bicycles a lot, I would have the same type of a feeling. Yeah, but then we turned 16. I know. Well, that's the problem. We rode cars and motorcycles. I know. And so why would I ever do that again? I get that. I get that. But I had that same, right? I was able to carry that over. And now I, there, there's so much more that I can do and see along the way. But I had the same feelings when I would do those, those activities. And I think the same could be said for probably a swimmer or for a lot of, uh, well, and when we're talking about this, a lot of the things that come to mind are individual sports or individual activities. That's fair. Right. And I get the same when I'm with my family, as you've suggested before. But uh, I think that there, I think that's where the majority of it comes to. And maybe when we're in a family we, and you're with them, you still have those feelings because you've done it solo, right? Yeah. Well, and, the, and maybe you're just reminiscing. Most of the time, the that road trip feeling with the family is a different road trip feeling. Yeah, sure. I get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the stops aren't the same. It's not, you know. And depending on that, that's kind of why those Saturday trips on the bike may not be the same because we may not be making the stops that I want to make. Right. At that point, it's the community mind mm-hmm. and I'm cool with that. And we're going to stop where everyone else wants to stop. We're going to do what everyone else wants to do. Right. But there's something to be said, at least for me, that I could just solo on a bike, disappear mm-hmm. and have no qualm traveling the world. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, you know, family is more important and I will focus on that and it's not just going to disappear. To uh, calm any stress that I just gave to my wife over the air. Right. But she knows about the trip next year. We are gone for three months, right? <laughs> three months. Oh, I thought it was three years. Oh, I thought I'm we sorry. Were doing, I was trying to, I thought we were trying doing to dumb that tour. down just oh, a little right, bit. Yeah. Didn't realize we needed to go the opposite direction. So yeah. 30 years. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, it's definitely one of those things that, that you're right, that you don't necessarily have to be riding motorcycles or driving a car. But there is. I don't know. I, I Maybe I disagree with you. Because when you're running, and I've done this, I've run and I've felt a similar feeling, but it's not the same because there's an exertion and a, a certain amount of work. Well, but, okay, so when I think of moments. it, I was in the prime of my physical abilities for endurance and other things. You get to a certain point. You were clean where, 410. Where I could, where I, no, where I could run and I didn't have to stop. And so I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. You get to a certain pace, Maybe and you can running. run. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying is if with us to go for a run now for for any distance other than a relatively short distance, maybe a mile or two, it would get to the point where this isn't really fun, right? Because sure. I'm pushing my body. But in the times that I could run and run and run, and I could run 15, 20 miles without any problems, that was I would get that feeling in that time frame. I'd be that's worn right. out by the end of it. But none of that mattered at the time. Yeah, I can say. I mean, it's it's somewhat happened, but I, I don't. I guess I personally, I've never really had the same euphoria. As okay, that's fair. The open road feeling. That's fair. I think that's that's a specific feeling that I get. But that, and you may find most people agree with what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably one. My personal experience is that the top one percent. There is something particularly <laughs> special in my brain regarding motorcycles that I didn't even oh, understand, I agree. I understand five years ago. Yes, right? Sure. I've sure. dirt biked, and that's a different. That is not the same euphoria. That is more of the adrenaline extreme sport euphoria. Yes. Dirt biking is, and even if you're just cruising trails, you're still not. You're working hard. Yeah, you're not getting the same open road freedom experience. You're getting a, I can do really crazy things and go far into the woods experience. Right? Sure. It's, it's different. Well, maybe that's what I'm confusing: is that but, adrenaline rush versus this 
but I... Well, I don't don't know. know. I think you're right. I've heard a lot of runners have... I mean, there's something even in that, what do they call it, the runner's high? Yeah. That once you hit a certain, you know, 400-mile run in a day... Your system gives you this crazy artificial... <laughs> At 400 probably, miles exactly. Truth be told, it's probably the, not the artificial, but the only real version of that high. Because yeah. I would wager that your other versions of getting high are artificial because it's not happening naturally. Sure. So, yeah. But I've, I've heard... I mean, this is not a thing. You're not making... A new thing. You're not making anything up here. Right. But it's just nothing that I've experienced in sure. that way to where I could literally, you know, make a 30-minute motorcycle trip if it's open road, even on the freeway, feel like... The world is, you know, in the palm of my hands. Yeah. Right? I think it's something special to do with motorcycles. I get it, and I enjoy it, and it's something that brings a lot of peace and um, allows me to just kind of unwind very quickly in a short amount of time. So have that onset quickly and unwind. There's a certain therapy to it. I think that's fair. And and maybe a good place to kind of round that out. That uh, One of the the reasons I want to bring this up was just, one, because it's something that I think is really cool about motorcycle riding. Yeah. It's something that is, is special and different and can be very therapeutic and helpful yeah. Yeah. and just a really awesome, you know, form of this. And, you know, uh, some people will have their therapy where they're ripping the throttle and, and really getting out some aggression, but that's not really what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, you know, we're, we're really reaching our hour, but I wanted to kind of take this to a different level. Oh. Um, I think we'll save that for next week. You want me to go higher? No, <laughs> that blew the system. Okay. But uh, <laughs> and higher, I don't know how higher equals louder. There's some confusion on on musical knowledge over here. It's but, the uh, same thing. But basically, something I've learned since getting this older <laughs> bike about that euphoria or that experience and what it is um, that I'd like to maybe get into a little bit more next week. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, but I think if you know if you haven't ridden, we're always a proponent. Go find a motorcycle safety course, yes. whether that's state that run that's or whatever. Yeah. Go get your endorsement. Go take that day mm-hmm. and see what you think. Yes, because it's guided. If you drop a bike, they may not be happy, but they're not going to be mad. You know what I mean? You're there to learn. If you drop it because you're being an idiot, they're going to be mad. If you drop it because you're learning, they're going to give you pick it up for you and teach you to do better. Yes. Um, and you can get that endorsement. I imagine most of the people listening already have their endorsement or already are legal writers. I just, I'd love to hear your opinions on the matter. You can always yep. send us messages on Facebook or Patreon. Easiest places to reach us on simple messages. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll get into it a little bit more next week because uh, it turns out this topic, I at least I had a lot more. I hope everyone else cares what I'm saying, but this is something I kind of really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because it helps spread the love of motorcycling and okay. something that not everyone gets to experience and I think everyone should try at least once. Okay. I don't think this is, you know, it's something that is kind of unique. You can get a similar experience in a car as we discussed. Yeah. But I think there's some unique feeling to it, some more visceral feeling sure. to that experience when you're in the environment and not just viewing the environment. Mm-hmm. Right? Equally cool but easier to have and more therapeutic if you ask me on a bike. Um, but I appreciate, uh, appreciate you kind of come along this journey, Brad, and everybody okay. else that listened. I've, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while. I imagine that me reading the book will make it even worse, okay. but it's kind of timely. I'm going to try to read it. I, next, I hope you do. By next Monday. <laughs> you'll, you'll beat me. I'm sure you read a lot more than I do, <laughs> but, uh, nonetheless, we appreciate everybody following. We appreciate all the listeners. We are, uh, literally, I imagine within a day of this being released, we will break our 1000. We didn't Yay! quite hit it. 
last week, but uh, we appreciate everybody that listened and shared, and we definitely had a, a good influx of of downloads and listens. So thank you to everyone that's yes, supporting us. We love it. We're having a good time. Kind of when we have these more serious, we'll call them, conversations, it makes it really nice for us, and hopefully you're enjoying it. But again, enjoy this week. It's still summertime, at least in the northern hemisphere. Enjoy it. Get out and ride. Make sure that you keep the rubber side down. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.